Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And we have a very special episode coming up. Rachel, what are we talking about today? So we are going to get into a lot of things. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about how happy I am that it is February 1st, that we are turning the page on a new month. January was so, so rough in so many ways. And I feel like February so 1st true. energy today, we are recording on Tuesday, <laughs> is what I am carrying through this episode. But coming up, we have the Sussex's statement in regards to Spotify, that conversation that's making headlines. Serena Williams joins the Better Up lineup event that is happening on February 3rd this week a history-making milestone for Her Majesty. I am just so, I mean, we have to like have a pause for that statement. I mean, it's a big, big deal this week. And former Brooklynite turned Londoner Annie Fitzsimmons is here. She is my favorite, our favorite travel influencer to follow on Instagram and author of the soon-to-publish 100 Hotels of a Lifetime. She's joining us to talk all things UK travel, which I feel like we could not be more ready for. Right, Roberta? Yay! (laughs) I know. I'm so excited you're here, Annie. And so your Instagram is at Annie Fitzsimmons. At Annie Fitzsimmons. Thank you for calling me an influencer. You are. Oh, my gosh. Very special. Your your content is genuinely the one of the few. And I, I would say on one hand, I can count. It just always lifts me up. It makes me feel like informed. There's so much beautiful, beautiful things to look at. And I just feel that it's really, really useful and high quality. And I think it's gotten me through a lot of dark spots in the (laughs) pandemic. Specifically, I want to call out the swing set pick of your daughter with Buckingham Palace in the background. Yeah, That was like, (laughs) I'm going to drop that into the chat, Roberta, for I think I sent it to you at the time, but it gave me sort of like it was during the lockdown too, I think, or like one yes. of the lockdowns. And yeah. that was something that was like, I we are going to get through this. Roberta yeah. and I, we're going to see the UK together. We're going to make yes. this happen. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can't wait to have you guys here for tea, of course. <gasps> wow, stunning. <laughs> right? It's beautiful. It. Beautiful. You can find it in Annie's feed. But how are you doing, Annie? How are you holding up with Omicron, all that stuff? You know, it's interesting. Um, London feels really great right now. Like the UK removed almost all coronavirus restrictions last week and it's starting to feel really normal. So I have three shots and I got COVID and, you know, more importantly, all the elderly and immunocompromised have had the opportunity. So it does feel really, really good. And it's like gearing up for the Platinum Jubilee and spring in London, which is the most beautiful time of year here. It's just it's really feels good, except for the Boris Johnson party gate yes. drama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we've been following um, that quite closely. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting. But um, how do you think yeah. that's going to I mean, we don't have out. to get into that. <laughs> I think he's going to gonna survive. But I think it's I mean, it's just bad judgment, right? Really bad. Yeah. Judgment. So the Daily had a really good episode about that uh, for oh, the New York did. Times last week. And it really kind of gave the play-by-play of exactly what went down. I recommend that people check it out if you really want to go into the nitty-gritty of the saga drama. Yes, I will listen to it for sure. All right, well, first, before we get into anything, we're going to talk about what we are sipping during our episode. 
And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. So we are on the UK time today for Annie, <laughs> and so it's a little bit early for us. So we're, I'm I have iced coffee next to me. Rachel, what do you have? I actually mixed up. It's you can't really see it, but it's oh. red because it's Lunar New Year today. So the day oh, we're recording, nice. so I did a little cranberry juice vodka and ginger ale. Is that like a weird combo? I made it up. Fancy? Is it good? I, like I mean, that. it doesn't well, matter. Red is good. like a symbol of luck, so that's why I did it. But it's it yeah. is delicious. I feel like ginger ale works with anything. But Annie, what about you? <laughs> yeah, what um, are you sipping? I had bird a bird poop on me too, which is also good luck. So that's uh, the same <laughs> that as your is drink. good luck. Yeah. That's very good luck. So I'm having, I wanted to talk about, I'm having Yorkshire tea. So this was mm-hmm. founded in 1886 and I've been drinking this tea for a few months now, but it's actually super beloved by the royals. But the most interesting fact I found out about this tea is that the royal christening gowns that Prince George, Charlotte, Louis, and Archie wore were dyed with this tea. That what? one gown. Oh, to make right. it the yes. Honiton I don't think I knew gown. that. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, they Why were dyed they do that, though <laughs> to make it look aged or something. Yeah. So Angela Kelly, she said that it was to make it look more authentic, and she was like, "We use yeah. Yorkshire tea because it was the strongest." Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's look at you. a really fun fact. You can yeah. think about that while you're sipping that this exactly. is used to dye clothing. <laughs> and of course they like, it's like, you know, three pounds for 80 bags. It's super cheap, but it's, yeah, it's really strong. And they're like, have it brew for, th- you know, three or four minutes. I'm like, after a minute, get it out. Like it's really strong, <laughs> but it's, it's great. So. All right. Well, Annie, in lieu of a listener email, we polled our audience for questions on Instagram about what they would love to ask a travel expert. Oh, and cool. so we have some kind of rapid fire questions. We're just we're diving putting, right in. We're, we're putting just, you on the awesome. spot right now. Yeah. So. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Annie, best time of year to go to London? April or May. Ooh. Okay. All right. Coming yeah. up. Best neighborhood to stay in? Notting Hill or Hampstead. Best spot to stay for the Jubilee? The Milestone Hotel across from Kensington Palace. Why is it so great? I want to hear more quickly. So, yeah, I mean, people always talk about the Goring, right? Where Kate Middleton stayed before her wedding. But the Milestone is directly across from Kensington Palace. And word is that a lot of the royals that live there go to the Milestone for drinks because it's so under the radar and cozy. And Meghan and Harry definitely did when they lived there. And it's just so adorable. You can go for tea. You can go to the stables bar. I love it. Done. Rachel, are you writing all this I down? I am writing it down. I have like a pen here. I'll write it right now. <laughs> Takes notes right. after episode. Uh, next up, best place for a true English breakfast. I love the one at Granger and Company in Notting Hill. Okay. Best spot for high tea. This is debated a lot, so we want to hear your This is my take. favorite question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Claridge's. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roberta, have you been there for high tea? I went to Brown's. I went to the Brown's I hotel. love Brown's. Yeah. I yeah, did the Goring really Hotel. Nice. I was like, I went, <laughs> what you just said. I was like, that's the one that the Royals yeah. went to. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but Claridge's. Okay. Good to know. Why is it the best? Why do you think that? Oh, it's so, it's just divine. You know, I talk a lot about this book I'm writing. I talk a lot about how you can go into these hotels and experience it without paying the insane room rates. And Claridge's is just a great example of that. It's a long history. So many amazing people have stayed there. And you get a taste of that when you have tea. And you, you do pay a lot for that tea, but it's really good tea. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about – this one's kind of tricky. A niche, iconic royal location, like off the beam path, but is still royal or royally adjacent? Okay. So I'm going to talk about Kew Gardens. Have okay. you guys been there when you've come to London? 
I think I've been once, but I don't remember. So tell us like what, okay. what it's all about. Where is Kew Gardens again? That's where Kate took her birthday portrait. Yes, I believe. exactly. Yes. So, and I live in Chiswick, which is just a couple of stops on the tube from Kew. And it's an absolute must for anyone visiting London. The Royals really love it. As you said, in, in the Temperate House, which is this gorgeous greenhouse with plants from all over the world. That's where her 40th birthday pictures were taken. Um, wow. But they also visited in October to take place in a Generation Earthshot event. And then Prince Charles went in September because they do a lot of research on climate change. And so there's these, all these scientists that are based at Kew. And so he met these um, scientists that discovered a climate resistant coffee species, like which would mm-hmm. potentially help protect millions of coffee farmers worldwide. Wow. Yeah. So it's really, really cool. And locals in London, like we love Christmas at Q. You have to book it now for Christmas. Like it's really? oh my gosh. Yeah. I just booked tickets for it. Oh my gosh. But it's this walk through these dazzling lights through the gardens at night and you can stop for fondue and hot chocolate. Um, and they have an incredible children's playground, a new family cafe. And you can combine it with a trip to Richmond, which is one stop over where Ted Lasso is filmed. Oh, I was hoping we would somehow circle back to Ted Lasso. Come on. (laughs) This crew. I know we all love. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Sounds amazing. Okay. So now, so if our listeners want to go in winter, they should be looking at this now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I'm just impressed it's already like open. That's so not New York, right? It's like they make you really fight for it here. Yes. (laughs) Right. Definitely. Okay. Next one. The most overrated place, like a place that people should skip that like a lot of, you know, tourists uh, go to and then the most underrated place that they should definitely have on their list to go to. So what's overrated? Overrated, the aquarium, which is right next to London Eye. Like there's always a line to get in and it's just horrible. It's like even with a child, it's just like in general, it's just a bad. Yes. I guess you would mostly go with a child. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love aquariums, not to like say I wouldn't go back. I do myself, too, but... but it's like so dumpy and dark. Okay. And like, I don't know. But London Good Eye, I think, know. is worth it. I'm very into like, I don't think you need to, like, I love the tourist sites because, like, why, you know, you just feel like you're yeah. in that city. Underrated, um, there's this museum called the Sir John Soane's Museum, and it's almost exactly as it was like 150 years ago. And he was just architect, and it's just you walk in and you can't believe what you're seeing. Just this incredible quirky marble and design, and it takes like 45 minutes to go through, but it's really cool. Wow! And where, yeah. what neighborhood is that in? Do you know? In Holborn. Yeah, Holborn. Okay, Holborn. Okay. Okay, this is a li- this isn't a rapid fire as much, but we just want to know like if you a lot of people asked us about countryside locales, like where could they go for a day trip outside London? What's the best countryside area to go to in England? So what would you suggest? So I'll save some of the royal related ones, but um, yeah, I mean I think the the Cotswolds you can do in a day if you want to. I I do recommend like staying somewhere like the Ligon Arms, which is in this beautiful little town called Broadway, and it's this there's this place called the Broadway Deli, which feels like a Nancy Myers movie. So you could go kind of stay there a night and come back. Um, but the best day trips, like, of course, Windsor, Bath, Cambridge, which I prefer to Oxford for a few reasons, but Cambridge just is so stunningly beautiful. Um, and it's on the way to Norfolk, actually, in Sandringham. And then, you know, there's the, you know, Kew Gardens has a sister garden called Wakehurst. And then there's all these mm. beautiful gardens outside of London that you can take a car to and come back. Um I could go That's on perfect. for the day trips, Gosh. but yeah. We'll get into more of those in a little bit. Yeah. Best, best museum in London. Oh, besides, so the search on Stones, which yeah, I mentioned, that. I always go back to the V&A and the natural history, which are just next to each other. 
Okay. Yeah. I have not been to the VNA actually. That was one that we (gasps) didn't prioritize. I know when we went before and I feel like we went to so many museums we didn't go to the VNA and it's a it's a life regret at this point. That's why again another we'll get back over there. Yeah. This year. Definitely go. that's where I saw the Alexander McQueen exhibit and it was like it was incredible. It was like the Dior one in Brooklyn, but on steroids. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, Best Royal Palace. We're almost done. Best Royal Palace. Kensington Palace. Yeah, for sure. There's always some incredible exhibit. There's the Queen Victoria yeah. exhibit, which is mm. amazing because you just still can't believe like she's that little. Um, and then <laughs> and Diana, there's that Diana's Diana dress. wallpaper in the bathroom at, at that, which I always like, I yes. just feel like I make sure to go see that because I just think it's so, so cool. Yes, definitely. All right. Best royal sighting. That you personally had. Or royal adjacent that you had? So a few months ago, I was at this event for Virtuoso, which is this like luxury travel agency consortium. And Prince Edward came to speak to the group. And it was like 50 or 70 of us. And um, he was so charming, so lovely, like, I like so charismatic. And I just didn't expect it. Like, like in pictures, you're kind of like, okay, but he was so (laughs) wonderful. He doesn't get as much attention as he should maybe if hearing that. Yeah. Definitely. Very different from his brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Which yeah. brother? I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yikes. ching. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Annie, that was amazing. We, amazing. I feel like you just gave us like such a great list of so many things to inform. And yes. we're going to get into more travel. But first, royal history. And now, this week in royal history. Like I said, this is a mega, mega moment. Once in a lifetime, but yet it's also something that in a thousand years we haven't experienced. This, the fact, so the queen on February 6th will officially mark 70 years on the throne. So, but of course, it's a bittersweet day because February 6th, 1952 is also the day that her father, King George VI, passed away in his sleep at Sandringham. He was only 56 years old, which is so young when you think about the lifespan of Queen Elizabeth, Her Majesty. He had been longtime suffering from health issues, including lung cancer, but his official cause of death was a blood clot in his artery. He had that just a few days prior seen then Princess Elizabeth off at London Airport, which we know is now Heathrow, who was, she was only 27 years. She was leaving on a royal tour with Prince Philip to go to Australia and New Zealand, but she was detouring through Kenya. And she was, the day that her father died, she was at the Treetops Lodge, but they had taken a night away, her and Philip alone, completely cut off, which I kind of think about like how different that means now. Like I think for us, we're like, okay, silence your, silence your mobiles. And, (laughs) and, uh, you know, back then it was like, they really kind of disconnected for a night. And that was when her father passed away. They were, um, alone watching elephants. There were, there's a lot of beautiful anecdotes about that time for her. They returned to the hotel in the afternoon and Philip was the one that first heard the news from a newspaper reporter and told, Elizabeth separately in private. Um, And that became a session day for the now queen. I think for me, like it's just the juxtaposition of thinking about that night for her and how happy and free she must have felt at that age of 27. And then just in minutes later, I mean, I think it's like the the quote goes, she climbed up the tree to look at the animals and wildlife of princess and came back down the queen. And immediately wrote letters to cancel the rest of her royal tour. And then 
I think what's particularly significant when I think about this is also the fact that no photographs were taken on that day. She requested that there not be. So from this historic, historic moment on that very, in those minutes, there is no official photographic record. But anyways, a huge, huge occasion this week. How are you guys feeling about it? Annie, we want to know what's kind of the mood in London with this milestone. I know that the Jubilee is the festive big moment, but um, is there a lot of attention on that in the... Yeah, there's there's a lot of excitement. There's also, of course, it's a, a Ford a four-day holiday, right? It's two bank mm-hmm. holidays, which is exciting for people here. They announced yesterday, you probably saw, they're going to aim to have a record-breaking picnic at Windsor. So they're going to use mm-hmm. a huge table, six, wow. 1,600 feet long, which is like four wow. and a half <laughs> football fields. Um, wow. So that will be cool. Um, but yeah, How do you get a ticket to that? Is that like... Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, was, I was like, I put a note to myself to look, look into it. But yeah, you know, chances are she won't be around for the next one. Do you guys know what's after platinum? Like... There's nothing. It's golden, diamond, platinum. Like, I think that's it, right? I don't know. Yeah. They just run out after so, that. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's so remarkable. Like, I think it's like just one of those things that keeps stopping me in my, in my tracks when I think about it. And yeah. also, I keep saying to Roberta, the kid com- comment is it's the same day as Finn's fourth birthday. So <laughs> it's so festive wow. in our household. I keep saying to Madam, like, can we have some like Queen Elizabeth tie in on this day for his birthday? And he's like, I don't think we need to, but <laughs> I'll wow. figure out a way. So anyways. Or, well, into it's bittersweet. So like, is London in mourning on that on February 6th? Yeah. Or is it just, how do they kind of mark that? I think it's definitely more a celebration because she's been around okay. for so long. There is, right. there's just every conversation I have lately is just like, you know, how much longer do we have with her? And then it, it leads True. to yeah. this like how can we survive without her kind of thing? So it's interesting being like an an outsider, you know, talking to the Brits who by and far love her. And I Mm -hmm, think it's also funny how my view to the Royal family has changed since living here, you know, really? Yeah. I mean, Megan, for example, like who I loved before, like I'm, I'm simultaneously now kind of horrified at how she acted in certain aspects, but like, I understand her at the same time. Like you can't just walk into this family blind. But mm-hmm. I, I understand the Brits a lot more, like why they are, why the papers, their perspective. Yes. But I, it's, yeah, it's just, I've always liked to see the nuance and everything. Um, yeah. Do you yeah. feel like you're just like with all, like the headlines lately and all the papers too are just like, it, it has to feel like whiplash a little bit between, you know, Prince Andrew, the Jubilee, like just all. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Walking out of the tube or something like that, just seeing them. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's funny the Prince Andrew stuff, like, the queen does emerge pretty much unscathed, right? I mean, she's, she mm-hmm. does manage to keep her reputation, which I think, you know, s- certain other royal members would not. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's, there is a lot of focus on just celebrating and being so excited and, and nostalgic yeah. for the years that have already passed. Yeah, yeah and honoring absolutely. her. Well, that, that's kind of a perfect segue because now we're going to just quickly go through what the royals have been up to this week and then get into our chat with Annie. So first up is that the, Prince Andrew is going to trial. He requested a trial by jury. And that's basically legal jargon, it sounds like. Like, that's what would have to happen unless they settled. Um, So that's really it, is that there's a trial that's going to happen possibly sometime in the fall. Uh, This part is weird, though. So when they were going through the allegations paragraph by paragraph, it says... His lawyers, Prince Andrew's lawyers, said the prince denies all allegations or claims that he lacks sufficient information to admit or deny them. 
It's like either he denies them or he just doesn't know whether he can deny them. So it's it is it's just icky everything about it and he might call on Kevin Spacey to be a witness what? for I him now. Yeah. Yikes. That does not seem like a reliable <laughs> doesn't sound like a good move. I wish we could tell his lawyers that. Yeah, who is like, what are they thinking? Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Yikes. Oh. Well, we also have the Sussexes getting into this whole Joe Rogan Spotify standoff that has been just – I've been pretty fascinating, fascinated following along. I mean, the Joe Rogan podcast – spread millions and millions of followers, spreading a huge amount of vaccine misinformation. We know that Neil Young pulled his music catalog, Joni Mitchell, Brene Brown, that's like a big blow as well, and um, friend of the Sussexes. Um, I feel like the Sussexes who signed their Spotify podcast agreement back in December have released a statement to make clear that they have been vocal to the Spotify team about their misgivings with this. They Part of the statement said that they look to Spotify to meet this moment and are committed to continuing our work together as it does. And of course, Harry spoke out about this when he joined the Dax Shepard podcast last May, I believe it was, and talked about specifically the Joe Rogan podcast. I feel like this is a very complicated moment for Spotify in particular. I'm glad that the Sussexes made a statement. Um, I think there's obviously a lot of backlash that we've seen bubbling up, of course, from the UK tabloids in terms of Harry being potentially hypocritical about pushing for vaccine equity and then being a part of Spotify. But I don't think that that's connected. I like that they've been consistent about yeah, their message they've been with this because they've said like in that statement since last April and in May was when he went on the Dak Shepard podcast and talked about it. Spotify released a statement saying like, yeah. oh, we're going to add a COVID advisory, but I just don't think that's enough. No. Um, like YouTube took down the videos of this Dr. Robert Malone, who's the guest on the Joe Rogan podcast and took down his Twitter account. Um, Twitter did. So yeah, it's just, it's still up on Spotify. I checked yesterday. So Well, and also um, I just think the fact that like they are spending I think it's a hundred million to pay for Joe Rogan and yeah. putting a huge amount of promotional efforts into it. So it's a little bit more complicated than just a sensory sensor sensor advisory. Um, it's a bigger yeah. picture thing. And I think more musicians and people are going to be releasing statements and following in the footsteps of the Sussexes and all of those guys. So I'm I'm definitely following along to see what happens because we can't have misinformation about the vaccine. Everyone needs to get the vaccine. Yes. yes Hard definitely. stand on this podcast about that. Yeah. <laughs> You're here. Science yeah. first. Yeah. quick just that uh zara tyndall and mia tyndall who's now eight years old were spotted over the weekend uh and i just love that mia is wearing a little headband i thought she looked so cute and we don't really see them that much so i don't know annie do you see the tyndalls out and about not really not really not even mike we love mike they're so normal yeah Yeah, we always talk about how normal they are because they feel very relatable yeah i don't know i don't even i don't even know a lot about them but i I do love them (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, our timing never works out with these types of things. But February 3rd, save the date, the Better Up event with Prince Harry. But Serena Williams will now be taking the stage with Alexi Robichaud, the CEO of Better Up, and Prince... Take a beat for that. <laughs> That's how excited Brooklyn traffic is right now about this they event. Serena Williams. <laughs> They're like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I really can't wait. And I'm actually kind of wondering, Roberta, do you think that I can ask for a half mental health day? I think it makes sense yes. to participate because Harry's 
specific event. Everyone can register on the betterup.com website. It's open to all. He, he is speaking on the panel at 4.15 p.m. Eastern, um, but it starts at noon. So I feel like I really, it's called their inner work day. And I think yeah. it's really critical for all of us. So I will yeah. end I just really there. want them to talk. I want Serena and Harry to talk about Archie and Lily and Olympia because I think that they need a play day if they haven't already. <laughs> and how they, they have, all so. lift our mental health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And then did you want to talk about Kit the Oh, sure. I just thought this was funny. A, la- a last moment. Do you, Annie, do you tune into party piece as much with your daughter, like in party supplies and things oh. like that for any? Oh, yeah. That's where I buy everything. <laughs> I want to. I feel like the shipping wow. holds me back. I like yeah. love how adorable all the merch is, but it was Carol Middleton's birthday this weekend, and I thought it was kind of a hilarious oops moment where, yes, they posted a picture that had the lovely um, young Kate in it, you know, celebrating her mom at a young age, but they actually posted it the, on the wrong day. Oh, <laughs> they posted oops. it on January 30th and then had to take it down because her birthday is January 31st. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Sitting in drafts and then just hit post. Yeah, accidentally. It happens to all yeah. of us. Relatable. Yeah. Rachel and Annie, tell us how you guys met because you two are oh, yeah. fabulous ladies and I want to know how the this the friendship lead. came yeah. about. Oh my gosh. Well, I was just saying, Annie, before we started recording, I had to remember back because I have like, I just couldn't, you know, COVID has felt like 10 years and I was like, but we actually met talking about the queen at a 90th birthday celebration hosted by Visit Britain in New York. Yes. And it was a small gathering and I remember I was new at Pure Wow and got this very regal invitation to attend a press luncheon. And I think we sat pretty much across from each other and just yeah. really hit it off. So yes, definitely. And that was when I was, um, I worked at National Geographic for nine years. Um, and that was when I was writing a lot of royal related stories for them. Like I did one on the Royal Warrants and I traveled up to Sandringham. And yeah, that was during that that couple of years, right when we met where I was doing a lot of that work. So it was really exciting to meet someone who loved the royals too. I know. And I actually was going back through my email from way, you know, it was years ago and you were so good about sending me royal tidbits long before I was doing this podcast. You'd be (laughs) like, oh, you should check out this brand or like, this is something that's bubbling up as popular. And, but I do remember also that luncheon was supposed to be like, I think it was like set to be 90 minutes and it was going into like the four hours. (laughs) I was like panicking that um, (laughs) my boss was going to be like, "Uh, Rachel, this is not exactly, did she just go home? But it was very festive and not, it was when she turned 90. So yeah, I can't believe we're here, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. I mean, you just mentioned party pieces, and I wanted to because my husband and I we we've gotten kind of into these urban farms in London. There's a lot of them. There's one in Hounslow where we went. There's like Spitalfields, Hackney. It's where a lot of families go with their kids, and there's usually like a cute cafe. So we were looking at other places to stay, and we found Buckleberry Farm Park where mm-hmm. Cara Middleton mm-hmm. took Prince George. But I just read. I didn't realize that that Pippa Middleton and James Matthews had bought it. So they're hoping to renovate. Roberta <laughs> takes notes here. She loves <laughs> James Middleton. <laughs> well, it's James, Ma- it's James, it's James Matthews. Oh, yeah. damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I heard James Although, and I was just like. No, I know. I, I didn't did hear it. Okay. Sorry. Well. Sorry. But I do love Pippa and James, too. And James yes. Matthews is not hard on the eyes as well. So Yes. Anyways. Yeah. So they bought it. Wow. Because Buckleberry it. Manor is the Middleton's house. Yes. And apparently this is a farm park where you can stay. Like there's these six cabins that are kind of glamping. Like there's no electricity, but we're, mm-hmm. we're going to book one and go in the summer, but there's a petting zoo and a deer park. And oh, wow. Wow. So, and you know, James Matthews dad owns Eden Rock, this amazing hotel yes. in St. Bart's. So like they're very, you know, they get the hospitality part of it. So 
Yeah. yeah, that sounds incredible. That sounds well, amazing. Yeah. You'll have to update us after you stay in one of those. Yeah. Those oh my gosh. Glamping. That sounds incredible. Glamping. And yeah. If you see Pippa and yeah. James, <laughs> definitely <laughs> let us know. All right, yeah. Annie, we want to kick off our conversation by asking you kind of touched on this earlier, but just like the state of travel right now, what is the vibe with Omicron? What, how do we get over there? Yeah. So we were the first to kind of get Omicron after South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sped through really fast and really hard. So like at, a, at one yeah. point I could, I didn't know anyone who didn't have it. Um, and then it, of course it moved around the world to New York to, you know, different, different parts of the world. But now that it's died down, the peak has definitely passed. They removed travel restrictions. As I said, it's now incredibly easy to enter the UK. If you're fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. you don't need any test. Wow. Oh, you don't. That was a question I had. And yeah. any quarantine. So you don't need for arrival or departure tests. No. I guess need, departure well, would depend on where you're going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The U.S. still has it, which I hope they remove soon. Um, but yeah, definitely the U.K. You don't need one. And they're they're ready to, you know, there's been a lot of um, reports about how the U.K. economy is very much like <laughs> improving and, and, and mm-hmm. you know, doing really well. So we're ready to welcome people. Yeah, Yay. that's amazing. Yeah, ready to come over. We're yeah. so ready. Well, I guess so. that's, again, when I follow you on Instagram, it's like, that's what I feel. I feel like I just need to get there because I feel like it does It does feel like you guys are on the other side of Omicron a little bit, yes. which is really yes. kind of uplifting. I mean, we had the longest lockdown in the world, right? Yeah. The Financial Times called it. Five months was the third one. I, I was in such a depression. Like, it was so... Yeah, of mm, course. Yeah. Yeah. Kew Garden saved us, like, because we could go. But I think it's... Um, it feels really good. And it feels like we, we did put the work in, in a way, right? Like we, yeah. kind of, you know, so I, but I think normality coming back is a good thing, at least for me. Quick question. Are tests easy to get over in the UK? That was something. Very. It seems yeah. from all the Instagram posts wow. we see. Okay. Yeah, Cause that's very. a big challenge here. Yeah. Any pharmacy. I mean, we can get them on the NHS. We get 14 free. Like if we just go in, we get a pack <laughs> of 14. Every I'm still waiting for my so, like two or three that are How coming often in from the US. Do you get fourteen? Like just if you like at a time. So even if I went in the next week, I could get two packs of seven. Wow. Yeah, Ramona, wow. that's crazy. It's like Aren't you still waiting for the four you ordered? Through, I like, just USPS? got the four from USPS. Not- yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten mine. But it's I'm also so like a little it's I think I thought it would be like four boxes of two. It's just two boxes of you know what, how there's two tests yeah. per kit? I don't know. I think um, that was also a little bit of a... You guys are getting three times as much every... Oh, Whenever, yeah. yeah. Wow. Just, wow. The comparisons. Um, yeah. All right. Annie, we also wanted to ask, you know, we have actually, it seems like, a lot of listeners going over for the Platinum Jubilee this summer. Yes. And they're wondering, you know, what are your favorite spots? What are some underrated places they should go uh, in London or places that have royal connections? So there's a lot. So I think... Again, I used to be, I would say like six or seven years ago, I was like obsessed anytime I saw a restaurant, like, you know, the Scarsdale Tavern where, you know, Megan met Piers Morgan or, you know, where oh, Kate, gosh, yeah. Kate and William had lunch, I would go to the place or, yeah, um, there are a lot of royal places. I, first of all, not royal related, you got to get to a pub and you have to book it now because they're booking up. So I think that's really? like the number one like- travel tip. Yeah. You mean like they're ta- they're taking reservations now? Yeah, a lot of pubs, especially in central London, where a lot of the Jubilee celebrations will be. Oh, um, yeah. So definitely, if you're coming to London, which you should, just make sure. Do you have a pub you would recommend or your favorite? Yeah. It doesn't so, even have to be for the Jubilee, just like what's your favorite? So pub? I think <laughs> I would say um, the Spaniards Inn, which is in Hampstead, is so charming mm-hmm. when you walk in. The Windsor Castle in Kensington is like, so old it feels like a a time machine when you walk in 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's Duke of Sussex and um, the Swan and Chiswick where I live. And Chiswick, I, I, I describe it as like a 90s romantic comedy. Like it's where Hugh Grant grew up. So like when Aww. people come and visit, like it's really charming. There's a Soho house here. It's, it's, it's nice. lovely. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good tip. I had no idea. Like all the early, early, early reservations. I think that's just, again, like very anti-New York. Like they open it up. Like yes. even now I feel like it's like only two weeks out. Like I tried to book yeah. something for Valentine's Day last week and they were like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> impressive. It's like, can I just be on top of something for once? But <laughs> it's different. Yeah. And I would say too, one other travel tip, if you're coming over for the Jubilee is if you're going to go out into the country, go the week after the Jubilee because the week before is half term. That's when all of the, you know, the country places are booked up. Got it. Got it. Got it. I will say too, as far as London places, um, Meghan Markle went to Nails and Brows in Mayfair and it is so worth it. I'm going tomorrow. Really? It's so good. It's 34 pounds to get your brows tidied, but like you look like a new person. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like eyebrows are also very critical too. Yes. Yes. That's really good to know. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. So, and I would also say, so if you're in London and you're um, a fan, like a foodie or a cook, um, I'm sure you guys know Kate Middleton did did a two-week class at the Leith Cookery School here um, many years ago, but you can go and you can do like day classes. So I think that's also really fun. Yeah. So celebrity chef, Rachel Koo, like she's known for the little Paris kitchen. Oh, I love her. I've met her actually. I like, I went out of my way to her book signing. Like when she first had that story in the New York times about her little Paris kitchen, Yes. I've like found she is the kindest, kindest person. And she oh. autographed like four books because I brought it to different dinner parties. That's a really fun gift for people, by the way, is if you kind of have someone that's a really fun <laughs> cookbook author to have them autograph a book and write a personal note. And she was incredibly idea. generous with that as um and I, I went to like a Bastille Day party and so she autographed a bunch and then I brought them to, as gifts for the hostess. Yeah. That's but such she's a good amazing. Idea. Yeah. So that's she was really in the, fun in the class with Kate. Yeah. So oh. Sorry, detour about Rachel Cook. Yeah. No, yeah. Other restaurants, though, that you recommend? Are there other or places? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, restaurants. So Notting Hill, I mentioned Granger. I would say Orisay, where I'm going to have dinner tonight, an incredible fish restaurant. Um, there's Chook's Westbourne Grove, where Megan went with her comm secretary. They have the best chopped salad in London. Like, you know how they're everywhere in LA, a chopped salad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't exist here, except for at, at Chook's. <laughs> okay. Feels like something you crave, too. So that's good to know. Exactly, exactly. There's also this really buzzy restaurant, again, speaking of Pippa Middleton, where she went with Roger Federer, my husband's Swiss, so I love I love Roger Federer, um, called Il Trillo, which is in okay. Fulham, um, well, close to Fulham in Chelsea, but it's a really amazing Italian restaurant and so buzzy and fun. Yeah. What is your sort of like dream itinerary? If let's say we won't say it's 72 hours, but kind of quickly, like if you had 24 hours or a day in, in London, how would you spend it with a couple of like royal flourishes? I would have breakfast at the Wolseley, which mm-hmm. is a couple of buildings down from Fortnum and Mason, mm-hmm. where I'm also eating their stem ginger shortbread fingers today. So they also Ooh. have... Wait, hold those up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Camera. Let me see those. Nice. I oh, love wow. shortbread. <laughs> yeah. Taking notes. So the Wolseley is famous for the breakfast. It's this just incredible building. But then you can walk over to Fortnum's, which is where those famous pictures of Kate Camilla and the Queen opened the Diamond Jubilee Tea Salon in 2012. Mm. Um, And it's just this like multi-level paradise, like, and the average price of something in there is 12 pounds. So you can get like a strawberry and champagne preserves. You can get honey from Highgrove. 
Um, so I would definitely. It's such a royal connection. <clears throat> sorry, with yeah. Fortnum's because uh, they're also hosting the uh, pudding platinum pudding competition this year. Oh, cool! And, yeah. yeah, and then uh, uh, Tom Parker Bowles, Camilla's son, writes cookbooks for them. Yeah, so it was, like, I forgot a lot that of crossover yeah. with Fortnum. So yes, really cool. So yeah, so I'd go there. I would stop for dumplings in Chinatown at Jen Cafe, which has no royal connection that I know of, but they're just delicious. Um, <laughs> so good. And walk up and down Regent Street, which is, you know, the famous stretch where it's owned by the queen. So all yes. those, the rentals go to her. Um, I would go to wow. e- East London, which again, doesn't have a lot of royal connections, but I think you do have to see it. Like Shoreditch isn't really East, but like Hackney and that, like Victoria Park is so beautiful. Yeah. And then I go to Greenwich, which, you know, I think a lot of people don't do, which is like going into five days, but I would, it's so beautiful. Like the, the view of London, the seeing the, you know, the Meridian where the, the international dateline is like, it's just such an amazing little place. And the, the Royals have visited the ship there, which is the Cuddy Sark. Um, yeah, I, I, I could go on. I, I think that sounds fabulous. Yeah, it yeah. Sounds, sounds so great. good. Well, we also wanted to ask you about Norfolk too, because I feel like yes. while we have you, and I feel like you've recently gone, you've gone quite in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. So I went last summer. I have a dear friend who lives there and grew up there. She's a family farm there in a winery called Cobble Hill Wines, which are you still in Cobble How, Hill? I'm oh, still yeah. in Cobble Hill. How a pro yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I was like, when I told her, I'm like, this Aww. is Bro- Brooklyn. You're like, I'm home. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the most beautiful place, like miles of sand and sea and big skies and royal related. There's Brancaster Beach where Kate and William and the kids always go. And it's one of the happiest places I've ever been. Just this huge beach. You definitely need a car. You can take the train to Kings Lynn, but the best little okay. towns are like Burnham Market, which is where Kate, um, Rachel, you and I talked about this, where they 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 went to the Mabel's Paint Pot to yes, paint Yes, we wanted to ask you about that because you've taken, you've gone in there. We went in there. Yeah, they weren't doing the painting, but they have this like candy shop on the bottom level, which is so cute. And then the painting oh. on the second level. That is so, that's so fun. Yeah. yeah, it seems like there's a lot of quaint little shops around. And is is it, I know you said you need a car, but is it at, are there areas that are walkable or? Kind of. Like if you stay in Wells Next the Sea, it's called Wells Next the Sea. Like not not missing <laughs> anything there. Um, but there's, you could stay there and walk around. They have a really charming, like, you know, pedestrian shops and cafes. And rumor has it that that Carol and Michael Middleton bought a place in Brancaster. And I haven't seen it reported anywhere, but a lot of the locals in Norfolk were talking mm-hmm. about it. Wow. So Burnham Market, I would say, Wells Next to Sea, and also um, Brancaster, where the beach is, are probably the highlights. Okay. But I'll be back in June for my friend's wedding. So That's so fun. Do you think we'll we're going to, speaking of June, do you think that we'll see potentially a big birthday blowout for Kate in Norfolk or a double oh, birthday gosh. with William? <laughs> that would be, I think we, well, maybe we'll, Maybe probably not any pictures, right? But yeah, probably maybe not any pictures. I wonder if there's like any like word on word on the street. Yeah, I should say too. I mean, just mentioning Sandringham again. Speaking of royal residences, it's have you been there? Have you guys been? I haven't been to Sandringham. No, yeah, no. I haven't. You know, I think something different about it is you can really see like you see where they have Christmas dinner. You see where they open the gifts. Like Buckingham Palace, you know, you go and you see the state rooms. You're like cool. Yeah. But- so it's really like intimate. And then you can walk to that church where they go. And it's just, I, it's so cool. It's open from April through the summer. You can take okay. something like the Belmont, you know, British Pullman train, which is from the 1920s up if you wanted to really make it fancy. Wow. But wow. Yeah, it's really worth it. That sounds really fun. I think that's something we've been following a lot is too, like how that will change. Because it sounds like Charles is potentially going to open up more of these palaces to visitor access. So as, you know. Yeah. We won't talk about that, but if and when the time comes, you know, we're curious to see how that plays out. Yes. 
I was just wondering if you had spotted the Cambridges out and about ever. I haven't. Oh, it's but I have a feeling it's gonna happen. Yes, maybe yeah. at Buckleberry Farm. Well, my my husband, um, he's he's doing a garden. His company, the Switzerland Tourism, is doing a, a garden at the Chelsea Flower Show. And there's the day Ooh. before it opens, and May is when the Royals can come through. Mm. Um, and he can't take me, but I'm like maybe he'll meet the Queen before because usually she goes through the Chelsea Flower yeah. Show. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh, fingers that would be incredible. Yeah. yeah, and he needs to bring you somehow. Somebody needs to bring you. <laughs> my only question, time. like just about uh, UK travel and that kind of thing, is something that I'm always kind of personally curious about. Is Silly? And am I saying that right? Oh, Isles of Silly. Oh my Isles my of favorite Silly. Place. Yeah. Yes. Like, so do you think that that? I mean, it's definitely a summer destination for the Royals. Is that something that you would do in a day or not at all? You need a, an overnight. No, and I wouldn't even say an overnight. I think you need at least three nights because you have okay. to take the train all the way to Cornwall and then take a seaplane okay. or a ferry. Yeah, but it's so it's the most tropical place in Britain because of where it's located. Because There's palm mm-hmm. trees and it is incredible. I have a National Geographic story about it from a few years ago. It's so cool. <gasps> we'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah, so okay. Cool. Gosh, Roberta, we have to go over for a I month. <laughs> Okay. The whole summer. Exactly. Decided. I'm so glad that Annie wrote our whole itinerary for us. This yes, is perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh. This has been so amazing. Annie, was there anything that you wanted to mention too before that we didn't get to? Or you're you're such a wealth of knowledge about I know. all of these things. I will just say, like, it's been funny like having a daughter here. Like today we got an offer for the school that we wanted. So like just kind of ha- like raising a daughter here and understand I understand the Royals more because we got these two offers this week and we had to put her name on the list when she was one. And like, she'll, wow. it's not called kindergarten, right? It's like reception. So, but just learning like sports day, which is such a big thing at school here, like having a child in school, like those Princess Diana pictures yeah, um, of her running at sports day. I'm like, I totally get it now, like on a different level. Um, and like the nativity play is such a big thing. So yeah, I mean, that was today when I, when we got these, this, this offer for the second school. So I was just thinking about schooling related to the Royals today, but. So it's you'll be like sprinting on that sports day coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in your future. No, exactly. <laughs> With your bike shorts and your yeah. oversized sweatshirt. Yeah. Bike shorts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those clips are amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Annie, this has been wonderful. So wonderful. We're going to close it out how we always do, which is our highs and lows of the week. So uh, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, it's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is just that the Downton Abbey movie sequel has been, the release date has shifted to summer. So I'm just a little bummed about that. I'm a huge Downton Abbey fan. Yeah. Uh, I was on the red carpet for the first movie. I remember that was such a moment for you, Roberta. That was so exciting. I know. May. So it's shifted. So we have to to wait two more. Yes, it's May. So March 18th was the original. Now it's May 20th. So I'm just... I'm going to have to, the anticipation will grow. Yes, exactly. Rachel, what's your low? My low is just a lot of the headlines that, you know, it's official or it's about to be official that Kate is going to be the new rugby patron, uh, which was a Prince Harry patronage pre-departure. Camilla, it looks like, is set to be the new National Theater patron, um, which was a Meghan patronage. And I think it just still hurts for me that they had to lose the patronages and how long you know, Andrew was able to hold on to his with his circumstance. And then also I'm just, I keep thinking it's, I guess it's more of a hmm question, like, and not necessarily low, but like, how are the Cambridges going to handle? Cause they'll likely also be getting 
a lot of Andrews. I mean, maybe Anne and all of them will step up, but I mean, Anne, they're all, there's just so much. So I'm curious how that's all going to play out in the coming months and years because it's... Yeah. They'll be taking on so much, it seems like. There's also rumors of a royal tour with them in the Caribbean. So it's like, gosh, there's so much they have to do. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Annie, do you have a low for the week? Um, I think this was reported a couple weeks ago, but I think it's like, to me, I'm just sad that Kate and William are probably moving to Windsor from Kensington, like making their their home there. So I just... Why are you sad about that? That was my high. Was it your <laughs> high that they're moving to Windsor? That's so funny. Well, I just like that, that it's the Fort Belvedere Castle and yeah. that, I don't know, it just sounds very cool, but tell us why it's your low. So I guess I just like that they're in London because I'm here. <laughs> So, yeah. but they won't be. Um, but Windsor is so pretty. So, yeah. But the, will they still have multiple? Will they keep their London residence? They will, right? Probably, yeah. But moving like the kids back and forth. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. but I guess yeah. you're right. It won't be ground It seems there. like they're following the kind of pandemic shift, though. Like yes. People have kind of moved out of the city and into the suburbs and want more space and all that. So that's what Fort Belvedere, I guess, is rumored to be where they're looking at. Um, but it was the love nest is what the press describes as of Edward VIII and Wallace Simpson and uh, it's gorgeously decorated it has a pool and tennis court so yeah Yeah. sounds Mm. really cool but yeah I mean I would be bummed too if I were living in London especially if you want some sightings yeah yeah I mean it's like half an hour from here but it's it's still (laughs) yeah still out yeah all right, Annie, what's your high? Uh, my high, yes, sorry, it's not royal related, but I'm excited. I'm going to Spain to the Shaw Wellness Clinic next week. Um, oh, wow. That sounds incredible. It's like a wellness, like a whole wellness week where I'm going to like eat nothing that's probably delicious, but it probably will be delicious, but nothing that's bad for me. And just, yeah, doing all these assessments, like healthy aging and stuff wow. like that. So I, Like a cleanse kind of? Is that what it is? It's like you can do different levels. I'm going to do the one that isn't a cleanse, but because um, <laughs> I still, I like food. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it'll be, yeah, I'm going with actually my friend who lives in Norfolk. So fun. I yeah. love it. Amazing. Yeah. More travel. Exactly. My high is just the recent admission from Prince William about Prince George's screen time and how he's super into gaming. William was at the BAFTA HQ and said that Kate and him spend a lot of time trying to regulate it and that <laughs> Louis and Charlotte aren't quite as interested yet. But I was like, you know what, William, I feel seen. Parents feel seen. Thank you for (laughs) acknowledging that. that. And I just, um, you know, I feel like I just also want to know if his kids are into Encanto, which is all we are listening to in this house right now. So I thought that was a really fun little (laughs) moment of normalization that he mentioned. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. I'm, it's on my list. Oh, Roberta, it's I don't so have my kids good. Just Did you watch it, Annie? It's no, like, we don't talk it. about Bruno. Even Finn <laughs> no. is like, randomly, it's in his head, and I feel bad. I'm like, yeah, this is what happens when a song gets stuck in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, this was fabulous. This is amazing getting to chat with you, yeah. getting to meet you, getting all the travel tips, where to go, what to see in London and beyond. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So we mentioned before, but why don't you remind our listeners where they can find you and your book that's coming out? Yeah. So my book is National Geographic Disney Publishing, 100 Hotels of a Lifetime in 2024. So wow. 18 months to write and research it. Um, and then, yeah, on Instagram, I'm at Annie Fitzsimmons. Yes. So best follow. You have to. And the the book comes out when? 2024. 2024. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And I also a reminder. <laughs> do um trips. My friend Lauren and I, we did a trip in December for American women to the UK and we had like 200 people want to come and 35 did. So we <laughs> looked do incredible. Trips. Yeah. 
Yeah. Open invite at open invite trips. Amazing. Okay. We'll look into that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a Royal rating. This person wrote, I love to listen in every Thursday and I am a true Royals fan. I listen to this while I draw paint, et cetera. I do have a friend who likes the Royals too. Someone to share my love with PS. Her dad says she might be related to queen Elizabeth. See ya. (laughs) I guess. I guess they're wow. doubting their friend's story. I hope they don't see that. Review. Or it's like a Easter egg. Like, is this someone like, oh, <laughs> I read it differently. I'm like, hmm, who is this? <laughs> a long lost cousin. Of yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And please send us an email info at gallerypodcast.com. Until next week, God, God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.